Hello again and welcome to Sister Full Circle. I'm Tammy. I'm Tracy. And we have a special guest. Tracy, would you like to introduce? We do. We have my very dear friend, Katie. She's also our self-professed biggest fangirl. We have a fangirl. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Katie. We are celebrating today with a birthday brunch for Tracy. So Katie came over. We made some yummy French toast, and um, Katie introduced us to the jelly bean of the fruit world, which would be the honeydew melon. Right. <laughs> it was delicious. Her take on that. Would you like to share that with us? Just what taste. So I do not like honeydew melon. I think it's kind of like a useless melon, but a lot of people love it. So it's the jelly bean, because that's how I feel about jelly beans. <laughs> yeah, I eat jelly beans once a year. Yep. You have one jelly bean, you're done. One bean, I'm good. I had one piece of honeydew. I can mark that off my list so for the year. For the year. <laughs> I love it. So Katie always has these um, these like outlooks on things like that. She'll share things like that. And I love that so much about her. It's just they're like stuff you never thought about. It's like, yeah, if you get like the honeydew melon is not the first melon I grab. Yeah, me neither. Like I'm going for a cantaloupe or a watermelon. So, you know, that's probably more discussion than you wanted to hear about a honeydew melon but i thought that was kind of kind of funny today so katie's agreed to join us in our our uh, celebration of taurus season and our yet another installment of a random question turning into an episode so that may be good or may not i don't know we don't know we are just kind of winging it folks but from the get-go this is tammy speaking it was my intention for this podcast that it would just be like when Tracy and I have our conversations on the phone, but yet we're together. And so now Katie gets roped into the madness of what that is. But she, she did mention today that she does listen to the podcast and, and she feels like she's having tea or coffee with the sisters. I know. I think she even called us famous. I did. Like, this is a very like bucket list moment for me to be sitting here with two famous people that I have streamed on a streaming service, so this is a big. Deal. So she's that one listener. That she, yeah, epi- every episode, and we appreciate you, and we love you right back just Aww. as much. So, are you ready for the randomness yes. of it all? All right. So today, our question would be: If you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Only one food for the rest of your life. I would probably go pizza because it is just one food, but you could do. Do it so many different ways. So you'd still have your variety. You have to choose what kind of pizza? No, you said one food, and the one food, food is pizza. Okay, okay. Mojo agrees. Yes, Mojo loves pizza. Whim, that's Mojo. He loves pizza. Katie, what would be the one food? So this might actually shock people like who know me, um, but it would actually be probably like bread. Because oh, bread you is can good. toast it, you can make delicious French toast, <laughs> and like sandwiches. You put everything on it. You can eat it plain. It's delicious hot. It's delicious cold. You can take it riding a horse or walking in the rain. Hey, can I change my answer? <laughs> take it riding a horse or walking in the rain. But then you end up with soggy bread if you eat it in the rain. But those are both very romantic activities. They kind of are. I like that. Right? So. Bread. And bread. Okay. I was going to say a Buddha bowl because it has very many components. What the hell's a Buddha bowl? You need to look at your new cookbook. There's a whole section on Buddha bowls. 
A Buddha bowl is like a grain, a cooked vegetable, a protein, a raw vegetable, and a dressing. I think I might be missing something else, but you mix it up, like different kinds of those components, and you put it in a bowl. So it can be different kinds of things. Okay. So you could have like a Mexican Buddha bowl and do like roast corn and then like some greens with lime and salt on them and then some beans, black beans, and then some Spanish rice. Yeah. Look at me getting all excited. But you can change up the components of it. That That's probably, and you could eat them all separately. Like I just wanted the greens. I'm thinking about like variations. Yeah. Katie's walking in the rain with a loaf of bread. Riding a horse. And you, and you riding the horse. <laughs> walking in the rain to the horse to eat her bread. And you are making all kinds of throwing your pizzas up in the air. There we go. But that also leads me to um, like a conversation we have had. We talk about how we're similar but the same. And um, I, I like to cook and I like to open my fridge or my pantry and see what I have left and make something out of it. I'm, I like to follow recipes certainly, but I will also do that. Like with whatever's left over my fridge, like what can I do here? And I know that there have been times I was telling you guys over brunch that um, I've taken stuff to work and they're like, Oh, what's that? And people said, Oh, I've never thought about putting that together. And I mean, it's delicious. You know, but it surprises people. And even my roommate now is like, you're so creative. And I, I don't think it really is being creative. It's just something I like to do. And Tracy, I am the exact opposite. I think that's why I lean towards baking because it's like certain ingredients. And now Katie and I get together once a month and we bake mm-hmm. and she teaches me mm-hmm. stuff because she's amazing. Right. And like, especially those recipes, like you've been teaching me the recipes where you actually have to measure things out and you're using like grams of flour. Like, I like that exact, like, tell me how to do it. And we're going to do it the same way every time. Mm-hmm. So are you using algebra though? Does anybody ever use algebra ever again after high school? No, <laughs> no. There's science in, involved in. So we've talked a little bit about that, how Tracy loves to bake and she's a great baker and she just... I mean, we've already discussed that she's the Taurus and she will just, if she wants to make some shortbread cookies, she just makes them right there. And I think about it for three days before I do it. So, but Katie makes beautiful, beautiful cakes and she made me the best cake for my birthday. And, and I was just thrilled to have this great cake for my birthday with a kitten popping out of it. Uh, we'll put pictures on Facebook of my birthday cake. Well, we have to awesome. put pictures. We have to put the gift too that inspired it because I asked what kind of cake you wanted, and you said you wanted one with kittens popping out of it. <laughs> no, I said I wanted one with kitten filling. And then you said what color, and I sent you a, a rainbow cat meme or rainbow cat gift, right? Yeah, she was really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I like passed all these messages on to Katie, and I think the first thing she said is, "I don't have kitten filling." <laughs> So we ended up with a cat popping out of the middle of my cake, and it was great. But Katie, what you need to know about her is she's just, I just told her this, like, she's just a really gracious human being. And I just, I love her to death. And um, she's just so sweet and so gracious. And she always has a kind thing to say. But I was so thrilled about this cake. And she said, no, thank you for letting me make this cake for you. So... I don't know if you're interested, Katie, in talking a little bit about your baking and like your history and and where your baking 
is taking you to now. I think it's just such an interesting story. Yeah. And, and then why, why, how you're doing it, what you're doing and, you know, as much as you want to share. So the funny thing about be like going to culinary school and becoming a baker was, it was something I never knew I always wanted to do. And I didn't actually know I wanted to do it before until I went to the culinary school and took a tour mm-hmm. and I walked into the baking lab and it was like, this is where I need to be right now. And it just turned out that I had kind of a knack for it. Um, and certain talents popped up that I didn't even know were there, but I ended up going to Seattle um, to study there under a French pastry chef. Oh my goodness. Ooh la la, right. so fancy. That's why you say, I say macaroon. And what do you say? I say macaron. Macaron. Because macaroon is the southern coconut cookie. <laughs> but now I know why Katie says it the way she does. She studied She studied with the French pastry chef. Continue, please. Well, the funny thing was, is I had never wanted to move away from home, but the universe had bigger plans for me because that's when my mom got sick. And I was away from my mom for her whole illness, but things just worked out the way they were meant to. I grew up in culinary school. I became more independent. I was. I learned things that helped me get through my mom's illness. And after she passed away, I still had that drive to do it. So baking was always destined to be a big part of my life to help me become who I was supposed to become. And to move through those times in your life. Now looking back, with you, with you saying, so me knowing where your story's going and um, you saying that all this was going about while you're during your mom's illness and during her passing, right? Like baking's kind of always been there. Like that universal love I was talking to you about earlier, yep. protecting you and just giving you something to kind of focus on and, and to nurture yourself with. Yep. It's yeah. kind of interesting how yeah. it's kind of happened. So and it started like from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward to the last couple of years and going through some, Pretty hefty personal things. Um, I discovered, especially, with, and it wasn't until I did your cake that I realized that I had given up that passion for baking and I had lost a lot of my talents that I wasn't toning and things like that. And it wasn't until your cake that I realized that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Tammy's cake was a big eye opener for me and it was. And it was so cute, though. I thought it was great. And you were so, all you could see were the things that didn't work out. And I was like, no, this is great. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. Both Tracy and Tammy were very gracious, but uh, it was very apparent to me. Of Like, I saw the cake and I saw the anxiety and the panic and the, and it just made me realize that I needed to work on that. And mm-hmm. baking, baking was my oldest, dearest friend that was always there when I was struggling. And so thanks to that opportunity, I've been able to work on that and find that baking with intention, baking with love and passion, you know, it's gotten me through some pretty dark things in my life. And so it continues to. Yep. Tracy and Tammy are the, they're part of the reason why I pulled my head out and I'm, <laughs> I'm doing that. Baking with love. Yeah, an intention. An intention. And you were talking to me about um, a cake you just recently did and how you did everything by hand and just stirring all it, like as you're stirring up the ingredients. 
Just putting that in there. Yep. So I made a birthday cake for my 98-year-old grandma. Oh. Who looks awesome, by the way. She looks she amazing. Like, no, like uh, amazing. Yeah. So um, I just, with every swipe of my spatula, I told her that I loved her, wished her the best of happiness, health, whatever. My 98-year-old grandma mm-hmm. wants at this point, out of life. Um, but yeah, it was just my opportunity to mix it with love and gratitude for who she's helped me become and that's a good experience for me just as hopefully eating it was a good right and i've seen some you showed some pictures of some cakes that you've done recently and they're gorgeous so i mean i really do feel like this is something that you'll be able to at some point when you're ready to you can monetize it now if you wanted to but that's not your intention right now right it's even being more used getting back to that healing space in it and you know um so when I do my chakra meditations, like when you were saying you're putting the intentions into it, um, one of for the throat chakra, one of the mantras I say is my words are like seeds. And so I find that like you're putting those seeds of joy and love and health and whatever, whatever you're speaking into that. I don't know if you guys have read anything, but or seen they've done these, they've done they've done these experiments. Um, again, this is Tammy. I'm doing all the talking. Sorry, Tracy. Hi. 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 She's still here. Um, so they've done these experiments that when you um, like speak a word into water or have you seen this? You can put like a sticker on your water bottle with the word like joy. And when they look at the water droplet, droplets before and after like speaking the water, speaking the word into the water or putting the water, uh, the, the word on the water bottle. They've done like a magnet, like a electromagnet microphone microscope. And it actually changes the wa- the words change the shape of the water or the constitution of the water. So, well, and one thing I don't think people realize is like, you put your intention into every single thing you do. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wake up and you're just in a crappy, shitty mood, you're going to put that shitty intention in everything and your energy is going to come down. Because mm-hmm. like even me, like when I make my soaps or I pour my candles, I have to center myself and get myself in a good mind frame. So I'm putting good intention into that because I want it to be healing for people mm-hmm. as well as myself. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can inadvertently put that negative intention and in everything, depending on the attitude you have. That's why it's so important to wake up. And I know you have got Tammy have gotten me started on this. Like I try when I wake up, when the house is quiet, first thing, do my meditation. And during my meditation, I'm just listing off random things that I'm happy for because that gets me in that receiving mode. Definitely. And it just makes all the difference. So, yeah, gratitude is definitely. A, and Katie, I know, I mean, pop in here because I know Katie, I mean, I don't know how much you want me. Like, Katie has a, you have a life coach, right? Mm-hmm. And she, you were sharing some really great stuff that she was, has been sharing with you. And, so if you want to pop pop in with any of her wisdom, that's awesome too. But it is g- gratitude's where it starts, right? So your all of your energy comes from your heart, like comes from you know like the the things you do and the the where you move into in your life. It's you know it's follow your gut, follow your heart, right? So that's all connected right in there in that part of your body. And so you know there's a reason why the kitchen is called the heart of the home, right? 
because we do, we cook with love, we cook with intention. Um, even, even <sighs> that reminds me of the story about the hate tacos. Oh God. Oh my gosh. Could you just share that? Like, so, I mean, if you're having a bad day, I guess your food could, it could go into your food. Okay. But- so <sighs> I don't even know how much to go into this. Long story short, we had like censor this- yourself if you need to. I am going to censor myself because it does include some in-law family. So I kind of need to be careful. Okay. There's just a situation that so- upset Tracy greatly. No. Okay. So. Long story short, my husband in their family, they found out that there was, I don't even know if I've told you this. Have I told you about his long lost nephew? Uh, the newest one? Yes. yes. But, no, there's there's, the newest. there's more one. than one. Oh, yeah. He's Hispanic. There's more than one. They're coming out of the woodwork. Um, but anyway, he finds one of his older brothers um, submitted his DNA to Ancestry.com, matched with this guy that ends up living like 20 minutes from us. Mm-hmm in utah and finds out that this is the eldest son of matthews one of the brothers he was closest to growing up so we have since spent some time with him and he's family you know but then we had also we flew his youngest sister out to meet him which was an amazing experience but come to find out that she found out she had a brother in a group text so the uncle who found this brother of hers didn't even give her the courtesy of calling her and saying hey guess what are you sitting down yeah she gets a group text that angered me so i'm like no you need to be the first to meet him because that's not how you find out you have a brother after 50 years just not right white families do it (laughs) but so did you well but anyway so i was talking to one of matthew's sisters that night and she's the one that told me about this group text and she goes i have something to tell you and you're just going to be so angry like they all know me yeah she's like you're going to be angry and i said what so she tells me and i said oh i am so pissed i said and i'm getting ready to make matthew some dinner and that hate is going to go into his dinner and his sister goes I know. I'm making dinner right now, and Mark is going to be eating some hate tacos for dinner. Beep! It's going to be eating some hate tacos for dinner. Right. And so I said, well, you know, when he gets indigestion, we know why. (laughs) See, so I think cakes with intention. I mean, it just depends on the intention that you're putting into. It does. That or anything into your, in your life. That, because if it's going to affect you, it's going to go out and ripple. Right. Right. And so... Um, you know, it's kind of like we said in the forgiveness, you can only do you, boo, right? And and I think, I really do think like everything that you put into your cakes, Katie, is going to come back to you tenfold. You know, intention's like a boomerang, right? It goes out and it comes back to us. And so, you know, just like that pizza or the bread or the Buddha bowl every day is going to be coming back to us if we're, if that's all we're eating for right. the rest of our life. <laughs> so do you have any more to add do you think that's a good one <laughs> i still want to know what a buddha bowl is but that's okay i don't need to know because it does not sound like anything i would ever eat because i don't like my food to touch well i honestly don't think you could eat a buddha bowl on a horse that <laughs> just doesn't seem like something that, that sounds like the mind. beginning of a dr seuss book right the Buddha bowl on a horse or boot. I think there's some. I can eat a Buddha bowl here. I can eat a Buddha bowl. No, I can, I eat, can a eat a Buddha bowl anywhere. Bowl, of course. 
but could I eat a Buddha bowl on a horse? I think you're on to something. I think I might be. Stay tuned. I, I, I am waiting, and I now have expectations. So I, I do have a question, because we were talking about the baking with intention and how that's been good for you. So, like, I'm one of your close friends. I know the stuff you've been through, and we're not going to get into that. But I want to know, like... Having seen you at that point before you started baking again with intention, and I know I've seen the change in you because I tell you every time I see you, you're stronger. Like you're amazing. I love you to death. Thank you. But girly, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But because even you, Tammy, since the first time you've met her, yeah. she's a much stronger woman yeah. now. She's but awesome. I want to know, like, what changes you've seen in you since you brought back that baking with intention. Oh, um, honestly, like. <laughs> I have found my joy return. Uh, sometimes I do have anxiety. I think with coming from like being professionally trained, mm-hmm. there is a level of perfection that I expect mm-hmm. from myself. People who are trained also make mistakes. I burn yeah. things, I bu- things bubble over. I um, was trying to make a chocolate mousse and ended up making chocolate butter because I overwhipped things <laughs> oh, no. recently. So I think... Um, but I'm finding more joy in making chocolate butter when I did right. too. It's just something I can laugh at now. It doesn't completely throw me into a tailspin where I've gone from, oops, I over whipped the cream to I'm a failure at life. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, now, now that's not quite. Right. Cause true. you could probably put that on your resume. Cause I'm sure that there are not very many people who are proficient at making chocolate butter. I, you know, now, in hindsight, I really wish I hadn't dumped it because I'm like, oh, I should have just kept going and seeing how far I got. <laughs> well, can you, what, are there any uses for chocolate butter? They make pumpkin bread. butter. Could you put it like in, she could put it on her toast. Malto meal. Put it in her toast. meal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like thinking, what couldn't I spread this on? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, getting to that anxiety. Because we were talking about that a little this morning. Do you want to share a little bit about your life coach, about the uh, doable tasks? Yes. I love that. I love that so much. And I that might resonate. I told you, oh, my gosh, maybe we should do a podcast together today. And we should talk about that. Yes. So it is kind of leading right into that. And I appreciate that because I do feel like even when we were talking about it, I was like gleaning that that like oh that's great like yeah the doable tasks I can do that yeah because I tend as we've are as everybody already knows I'm a perfectionist and I I do see it as a little bit of a disability disability. because I have this I have an irrational feel fear of being a failure a failing and just so where do I even start right right because if I start then this whole can of worms is going to open up and what if I can't get the worms back in the can right Right. So you were talking about the doable tasks. Well, and that actually goes, I too am quite a perfectionist. I totally get where you're coming Mm -hmm. with that. And so especially with baking, I actually have two cakes I'm baking this week and I'm kind of on a time constraint. And so part of that anxiety is like, how am I going to get everything done? I have to make frosting and fondant and fillings and it has to look cute and I have this to be transportable. And so uh, my life coach and my therapist both recommended that because they know this about me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I like to eat that whole elephant at once instead of small manageable yes. bites. I just shove that in. Right. And I'm going to think three weeks about how I'm going to eat the elephant all at once. 
right and completely right <laughs> ruin everything else and yeah um and so they both um really suggested that i make a list of four or five small doable tasks that i can complete show that I'm progressing, progressing, Mm -hmm. progressing towards... How would you say that in French? Potato, potato. (laughs) Progressing, progressing. But that I I can show myself I'm progressing and I'm going to be successful in meeting Mm -hmm. that goal. And so, um, especially for this week, I have uh, printed out a calendar and on each day I decided, okay, today I have to bake my cakes and make my fondant. And then that's all I have to do. If I do more, great. But if I don't, then the next day I'm making my fillings and do it, you know, so each Mm -hmm. day I'm progressing towards my final goal. Um, And that's, it keeps my anxiety down. I can focus more on perfecting my cakes and perfecting my fondant instead of I have to make cakes and fondants and filling and, you know, and then everything gets 80% Mm -hmm. instead of on the last day. Right. That's exactly what happens. So then each part of my cake is the cake is perfect. The fondant Mm -hmm. is perfect. The fillings are perfect because I took time. I gave it the respect and love that each part needed. And then, um, and I'm not stressed. Mm-hmm. So like I was telling, even in my own line, when I'm at work, I'll make a sm- list of small four or five, like we are not talking big lot, to yeah. lists, um, small doable tasks that I can do when I get home so that when I get home after a long day, I can still feel that productiveness that I crave. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, I want to take this bag to the garage mm-hmm. or, you know, I want to dust my living room. And then I do those. And once they're all crossed off, I can just sit on the couch. I don't have to do anything else. Right. But I can see I've been productive yeah. and I've kept promises to myself. And then I can just I love go that. about kept my promises to myself, which leads me into, we're not going to talk about it now, but we, when you first came in today, we started talking about, being great, like being uh, gentle with yourself and, and and telling yourself like you're doing a good job. So I think that's also something maybe we want to talk about with you in another episode because I think that that's so important. But yeah, being showing yourself that you're being productive and that you're doing it and you did it all without anxiety. Yep. That's the thing. So the elephant that we're discussing, I don't know, clearly you had the saying in your family too, but my, my mom and dad would always say to us, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right. So I'm just going to say an elephant is not something I would want to eat every day for the rest of my life. And well, I'm going to end it there. You eat plants. <laughs> so, so do elephants. That's very true. Because we, about- we decided that the chicken, it's okay that you have French toast because the eggs that we use were made by chickens that ate vegetables. It's not really the same thing, but oh well. I still would not want to eat the elephant for every day for the rest of my life. I don't know about you guys, but you know, small manageable bites. Yep. And how do you eat a Buddha bowl? One bite at a time. One bite but at a time. Not on a horse. Not on a horse and not with things touching. Right. And we could all eat the Buddha bowl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're so glad that y'all joined us. As I said in the last episode, we're not going to do this whole rundown every time. I'm just going to put all the links in the details and you can click on whatever one you want. Come and find us. And thank you, Katie, for joining us. Thank you, Katie. We love you so much. Thank you for letting me come and be part of this. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Hey, bye. Bye.